Hey, Isaac, do you rock the vote? Um, well, I'm a big nerd, and I vote in everything. This isn't a bit. I vote in special elections. I vote in local elections. I vote all the time. But I'll never tell anyone else to vote, and you'll never, ever catch me wearing an I voted sticker. I think that there's something uh, really shameful about wearing that sticker around. Uh, to me, it's it's the ultimate kind of uh, virtue signaling. Like, like, you're supposed to vote. You, you don't need to be congratulated for it and, and wearing a sticker of all things. And do you rock the vote? Dude, I've been rocking the vote since 2008 when MTV told me to do it. And who'd you vote for? Uh, I voted for Mike Gravel. No, that's not gonna work, dude. <laughs> why, why, why would you yeah, bring him win. into the mix? Yeah, didn't win. It didn't work. Why would you bring him into the mix? Micro Chris, who do we have on the podcast today? We have a uh, Martin Hyde on the podcast. Martin Hyde, congressional Republican candidate for the 16th district of Florida. Yes, indeed, he's running against Vern Buchanan. Yeah, the uh, longtime incumbent, one of the richest Congress persons that's the right way to say it one of the richest congress persons in the country well worth well over a hundred million dollars and martin hyde he's no uh pauper himself he's a wealthy man but not nearly as wealthy as Vern buchanan but it was uh it's interesting having him on the show uh he is challenging Vern buchanan and he's made a bit of a name for himself i'd say infamously uh, he's considered the Trump of Sarasota for his, I think, uh, anti-establishment and boisterous ways. Uh, he's also gotten in some trouble. Uh, earlier this year, he went viral for getting pulled over by a Sarasota police officer. And that's fine. It's not fine. Why do you keep saying it's fine? Sir. I'm a law-abiding citizen, and you're being bloody okay. rude to me. You are going to be issued a citation for texting and driving. How can you write a ticket for no registration when you've got a registration? I mean, as if I get a $150,000 car, I've lived here for 25 years and I don't register a car. Why do that? But I'm going to find out what exactly occurred. Because and that's she what... had a beer in her bonnet because she thought she was on a big power trip. Guess what? She's been there seven years. So she ain't going to make eight. I'll make sure. Succinctly as you can, why are you running, man? Okay, well, as succinctly yeah. as I can, um, partly as a negative and it's against uh, something I've seen. Uh, the money to get elected into Congress is substantial. Um, you're talking about congressional districts of nearly 800,000 people. Um, to get to the general election, you typically have to be an incumbent in a primary. Um, and the incumbents have the opportunity to get the money from the central party in DC. So what tends to happen after a while is they come in omnipotent. They stop representing people. Mm -hmm. uh, Buchanan, who I'm running against, voted to stay in the Paris Climate Accord, which, you know, it's not a question of denying the climate. It's a question of, uh, we used to call it weather where I came from. And, uh, you know, we all see the pictures of the polar bear on the ice uh, and all that sort of stuff. And it's all very sad. But I think we've got bigger problems. I think we've got much bigger problems. I think drugs are one of the biggest uh, problems in this country. I think the criminal justice system is uh, in, in trouble. I, I think our education system's upside down. I think we also have huge problems in terms of the cost of education. So why I decided to run initially was because Bern Buchanan voted against the Constitution. I think the one thing that's kept this country great for uh, the last 200, nearly 50 years is the Constitution? Yeah, we had. Well, how do you, how do you vote against the Constitution? Well, he voted against uh, the Second Amendment. You know, the thing about the Second Amendment, a lot of people get carried away and think it's about shooting people. It's not. It's about protecting your rights. You know, which vote was that? HR eight. Uh, he voted uh, in March of 2021 on HR eight. He also subsequently voted on red flag gun laws, which are also unconstitutional. But HR eight was essentially extended background checks, and and you're getting there into the quintessential slippery slope. Okay, so if this is a good idea, what about that? What about this? What about the other? This happened uh, in uh, in Cuba. It happened in Russia. It happened in Germany. 
Um, and to say that it could never happen here, no one thought when they were meeting in the beer kellars in the 20s that what would happen would be the Holocaust. No one saw that coming, and uh, it did. Did all those people, were they all sworn, uh, avowed Nazis? No. Um, they just went along. Who would, who would they holocaust in the 21st century? Well, the Holocaust... And who are they? Well, you know... The, the, that, Jews, the, the Jews. But, the, the, the well, yeah, about. you know, they, 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 and we come away from the sort of, you know, the Zionist thing and come back to what is and who is they. I mean, you know, there's the, the big fear I have is globalism. Um, this sort of without borders, one world... But I'm able to get a Fiji apple because of globalism. Well, yeah, sure. And, 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 you know, my, my dad... And, 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 you know, but you, you're right. You know, my dad had never had a banana until he was 15 years old. It's a true story exactly. because in Britain after the war, they had no money and they didn't grow bananas in Britain, so they couldn't import them. So, no, no, no one's talking about complete isolationism. What I'm talking about is a form of totalitarianism, a uniform way of life. As far as I'm concerned, you know, a Swiss guy lives a certain way. A, uh, a, a British guy lives a different way. And in this country, there's huge differences between people, you know, good old boys like me living down but here in the we're South. But already here. We're all watching the Squid Game. Like, we're all watching the same TV. I, I, I'm not familiar with the Squid Game. <laughs> you have to help me. It was a Netflix Korean TV show about oh, yeah, no, I, no, I, no, 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 I did, I did see the yeah. sort of thumbnail of yeah. that. And there's sometimes a curious sort of, um, experiment, you know, did all these weird things, right? It's like it was a, like a death game kind of thing, survival. Is, right. Yeah. There's a modern phenomena, right? You, you talk about, and here's an interesting thing. Think about this from your perspective. You say, well, who are they? Look at the influence that Netflix has. You know, back from the day when they were sending you DVDs in the mail and Blockbuster was omnipotent, now you can say Netflix and chill, and even I understand what that means, but you can also say, I saw this series and that. You look at that, um, that guy there with the... Uh, the animals, the tigers, or whatever else, and the, the way that yeah, that yeah, went viral game, during yeah, COVID. Yeah. And, and, and the way the world's changed in the last couple of years, tremendous power and influence on Netflix. You get on Netflix, um, and you, know, you have a massive amount of influence. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that they're losing a ton of money, and nobody's watching it. it as we speak. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not watching the, uh, the numbers. I, I like, and, and these new platforms is a tremendously... Uh, dynamic world that we live in now right you know i mean it, we we started off if you remember uh, uh myspace yeah um and then you know we, we we move on and uh zuckerberg steals his platform and you got facebook um and and then everyone thought they were going to be the dominant force and uh, other people have come and tried like you know trump with truth which doesn't seem to have really got off the ground <laughs> um twitter of course you know is, st is still a, a watchword. Um, but the, you know, to the point of, of who the power bases are, I mean, it is on some level the media, um, and, and, and certainly um, it's the government, um, the idea. And, 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 but aren't we the media, Martin? We're the media. You're the well, media, we can be, right? and we can be, and we should be, and it comes back to the original point. Why are you running? I believe it doesn't matter how much money you've got. If theoretically you should be able to distribute a message at a reasonable cost these days. You should be able to get it across the platforms, and you should be able to get your basic point out. So my basic point would be, the Constitution is what it says it is, and that uh, we're looking for solutions to problems that don't really exist. The First Amendment is why America is great, um, and it has to be defended absolutely. The Second Amendment is there for a reason, and it was to push back against a tyrannical government. It was to keep people out of our health. Well, that's absolutely true, yeah. too. And, and if you look at some of the martial law going back... Into yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I've talked. Listen, we came, we 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 came to we we came to we came to try to take it all back there in the early 19th century, and we burnt half of DC down, if you recall. Um, and I've always joked about that. You know, we couldn't do it that way. Um, the American resolve was too great. Fighting wars in foreign lands never works. It, you know, that's why Vietnam didn't work. That's why Afghanistan doesn't work. That's why Iraq didn't work. Um, it's a sucker's play. It's never ever worked unless you're Genghis Khan and you kill everybody. It ain't going to work. And um, as far as uh, you know, Britain and America is concerned, they, they have tremendous synergy, tremendous commonalities. But what's happened in Britain is, and I noticed this the other week when I was there, I took my kid there for a weekend, and they've given up. Their expectations are so low. They, they, they don't really have the same aspiration. Americans still, for the most part, perhaps naively, believe that 
under the right circumstances, they can have it all. British people don't. The British people look at it now and they hope that they'll be able to have maybe the same life that their parents had, but they don't shoot for the stars. And when I came here first time in 1979, I was 13 years old, and I went into a Howard Johnson. You get a, a coat, right? With ice all the way up to the top and a bit of lemon there. You know, that was a, and it sounds ridiculous to think that that's a luxury, but you know, Coke, when I was a kid, um, British fridges aren't that big. You had a couple of uh, bottles of squash in there, which you diluted with water, and that was it. No one ever had soda. So that was your Statue of Liberty? Like you saw this Coke? Yeah. And we're like, America. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's funny, isn't it? You know, people yeah. turn up at the Statue of Liberty, and I get it, and, and everyone's yeah. dreamt about it, and, and there you're in the harbor and, and you see it. Um, but actually, for me, it was, it was silly stuff like the garish signs that you have on all the highways here. I mean, over the, sure. the, the state roads. So, you know, you go down 41 or 301 in any sure. town in America, and you see these huge hideous signs advertising in such a glow way and 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 you you'd have to go to europe and see that oh, yeah, really well, small petite yeah, it's really dainty. Not, but, you know it's it's funny that you say that though that the, this bottle of coke mm-hmm. is what kind of freedom uh, yeah it was yeah. freedom sugar water, sugar water. <laughs> carbonated sugar water yeah, that's right uh i mean if, they, if it still had cocaine in it you know i might partake but sure. i don't drink soda um it's funny that you say that though because you just said before the problem is globalism. Coca-Cola is like one of the ultimate well, globalist and, corporations. And, 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 and to a certain extent, that's exactly it. We were all suckered in and pulled in, right? I mean, the aspiration now is, you know, if you remember, you know, it, I like to teach the world to sing and uh, have a Coke and a smile. These Perfect go back harmony. To, uh, to, to forever ago. And uh, they managed to get everybody to reach for a Coke like that was going to give you a better life. You know, the iconic red can, one of the greatest the commercial, commercial, commercial mistakes yeah. of ever of all time was New Coke uh, back yeah. in the 90s. When they, when they came out with that and they thought that they could reinvent the wheel and they had to hurriedly pull it off the shelves because people hated it. Coke itself is, is not the point. Of course, you're right. We sold a bill of goods. It was a sense of freedom. It was a sense of size, of scale. You know, you get a plate in, in, in a British diner, it would have enough food to eat. In America, you get enough food to feed a family of four. Mm-hmm. And... The equation that we tend to do with that is that more is better. Um, and, and then we've got this obesity epidemic. When I was a kid, and, and I'll say this carefully, there was one fat kid in every class at school. Right? Now, 35 40% of the kids are overweight. And some of them are chronically overweight. And, and, and when you see mobility chip, that's not a technology. That's a breakdown in society. Um, people have given up hope. It's not a question of saying, wow, that's a terrible thing that they just ate too many cookies. It's not about that. It's about the fact that they're, they're the detritus of society. They've been left overwhelmingly. These are poor people. Are you saying the psychic cost of globalism is causing chronic obesity with children? I, I think on some level, yeah. I, I think that when mm. you look at what's available in the stores, I mean, you know, I don't agree with Bloomberg and, you know, you can't have a 32 ounce you know, mm. soda, which you tried there in New York. Um, but I think you can make the argument that it's not ideal to serve fries with everything. And uh, to and I speak as somebody that yo-yos up and down and can be as fat as uh, you know any kind of Mister Michelin. It's true, but it's, it's your it's your constitutional right to get to diabetes. be fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, right? and it, it is, and it's also you know arguably a, a great falsehood and lie um, that it's a, a healthy choice. If you see how many cancers have developed over the last fifty years, if you see the degree of heart disease. If you just see the simple misery that is a warm day when you're 350 pounds, I'm not <laughs> saying everybody needs to be an athlete. I'm saying is that uh, we have a crisis of confidence in this country. You've got 330 million people. Ask yourself, how many of those people are truly independent? Now, you might take the last 50, 60 million people who've paid off their mortgages and uh, are, are towards the end of their life, and they might say, you know what, well, I'm no longer... A salary slave, you know, I can live my way. But yeah, if you live for eighty years, why why should only the last ten or twelve um, be free? Why why you know? I've always said to people, said, well, what should you do for a living, or what would be a good career choice? Anything that you like, anything that you enjoy, because no work day will be long if you enjoy. It. You know, I was a professional soccer player when I uh, when I was a kid, and obviously, yeah. Uh, I wasn't that good, and I would have loved to have been a soccer player right up until this present day because I love what we would call football. I love it. I loved watching it. I loved playing it, um, but it wasn't to be. And then I had to engage in the traditional mechanism of you know, raising a family, providing for or whatever else, 
and arguably do for much of your life things that you wouldn't otherwise do if it wasn't for the check at the end of it. Looking back, and I think most people who are older will understand this, very few people hit the last few days of their life and say, I wish I had more money. They generally, if they're going to have regrets, will say things like, you know, I wish I'd spent more time with my family or I wished I'd um, painted more or I wished I'd listened to more music. Or I would would you advocate for, like, family theme days in America? Absolutely. I, you, like, know, we, we, you know, we've lost... What? You know, What's just like, family our, theme like, I'm, like, you know, like in, well, Sp- in Spain, person. you know, Spain, you know, Spain, you know, Spain, they have like this. siesta in America. It's like, all right, everyone in America. It's a day. That's like have, something they do every day. No, it's Amer- a ritual. No, the entire, all of America, we're shutting America down. We're not, no, we're not buying Cokes. We're just going to hang out with the family. Just, you know, everyone go to the beach. Everyone in America go to the beach. Well, the idea of public holidays originally was that, you know, the the first public holidays uh, were because people didn't have vacation days. So, I mean, if you go back to the days of uh, Victorian times and you look at sort of Dickens. Like free to Disney pass or everything. And, uh, you know, Bob Cratchit asking Scrooge for the whole day off on Christmas Day and him saying it's a poor excuse to uh, to rob a man's pocket every 25th of December. And obviously the world's come on since then. We, you know, we just had Memorial Day. A lot of people don't know what that's about. Um, the ones who died, the ones who passed for this, course. for this country. Independence Day should be a fantastic celebration. We should salute Chris for his service, by the way. He was in the Navy. And I'm always <laughs> absolutely knocked out. I, you know, I never served other than self-serving myself. Sure. Um, I like... I'm dismayed as a candidate you didn't congratulate me on my service i think that's well, a first. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you're really let, messing it up yeah, over yeah, here yeah, yeah, I, 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 no, let, you sound like a rhino letting down the yeah. no no it's a genuine thing yeah. and, i mean you've got millions of people in this country that uh, have risked uh, it all but they've also they genuinely most of them went you know not the ones who are in congress i mean all the servicemen that are in congress they went into the service because they you know they didn't want to get anywhere near the front line very few of them Active, you know, most, Crenshaw, of them were, right? most, yeah, some of them, but most yeah. of them were jag officers. Joe Biden's kid, um, um, he, 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 uh, Crenshaw, uh, it was a rubber band accident, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, I, man, listen, I, I think they all like to lean on that and talk well, I mean, about how yeah, they no, served. No, I mean, I, you know, Stuby, you know, always Greg talks Stubie, about, yeah. uh, you know, his time in the, uh, the service. I don't suppose he was within 500 miles of any actual Well, as he was in the jag, you know, yeah. that's about not Tammy. A wasn't Tammy? The, Tammy Baldwin, Tammy, what's her last name, Hubbard. Tammy, who she ran for president. Tammy Tulsi. Yeah, Tulsi. Tulsi Gabbard. 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 Yeah, was she military? A, she's an know. interesting character. She's she's all over uh, the place. Yeah. Sure. She's well, a big liberal. And she's like the Gary Oldman said. of politics. I, I, I think <laughs> she's interesting. No, yeah. she's definitely interesting. But I mean, uh, Ron DeSantis all, is a is a, a prime example of someone who uh, plays up the military th- garb. But he was uh, he was a JAG officer, and, and, and that's he, absolutely right. He and, tortured you know, people in Guantanamo. Everybody talks job. about uh, Ron DeSantis, and, and Ron DeSantis has been the right guy for the moment. And uh, but as far as uh, Ron DeSantis is, is concerned, there are people that ascribe to the fact that you know he's an establishment candidate. Arguably, he was pushed to become the governor by the president of the United States without Donald Trump. Uh, he doesn't, you know, we right. would have a different yeah, governor. Yeah, yeah. You know, we would no, have, picked. well, we, we would have Putnam. Putnam would have been the governor. Gu- the question gun, as far as gun, gun to your head. Big old gun to your head. Okay. Uh, Trump or DeSantis? Well, Trump is uh, getting up there. I think uh, going forward, and, you know, DeSantis is about timing. I, I think DeSantis at this stage. You'd pick DeSantis um, over Trump. I picked DeSantis over Trump. You know, I think this celebrity politician thing is an interesting thing. I mean, I think that DeSantis has picked his advisors well and he's grown into the job. Um, I think he's been fortunate by circumstance. Um, I think COVID made him um, in terms of, but Florida was a different circumstance to other places where they were locked up indoors all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, Trump is concerned, it's going to be difficult um, to, to, to come back. He's, he's obviously been out for 18 months or so. He did a fantastic service, in my view, whether people like him or don't. You know, I was there on January the 6th, and I went there. Are you going to get arrested anytime soon? Are they I don't knock think on so. Your you door? know, I, I didn't actually They go. just arrested that one governor. Uh, they, 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 you know, they were, if you, where would you end? I mean, we were all obviously at in, outside Congress there, and I got within the yards of the steps. And we saw it all, you know. Why I mean, didn't you go in? 
I never crossed my mind to go in. I, I, I had no clue. No, most of us didn't. I don't know what. Were you the lookout? Is that why you didn't go oh, in? Yeah, the lookout. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, you know, this idea. None of us knew what was going on. At least I didn't have any clue whatsoever. Right. You didn't have like a headset yeah. with the key no, watchers no, with the wire, or the, the Wi-Fi and stuff like it that. It wasn't like some trigger word. Maybe we'll know. Aren't they going to bring this out um, at the uh, the January sixth committees? And hey, what up, FBI? I know you guys are listening to this. Yeah, yeah. report yeah. anytime. So I did listening. have the FBI come down to see me about. A couple of three years ago, before uh, 9-11. Oh, before... Uh, before 9-11? Before 9-11. Freudian slip. Freudian slip. January 6th was definitely You do have a private pilot's license, no, no, no. right? <laughs> they, they look for certain key words. And uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I'd been involved in a, in a, in a campaign. Wormwood. And there'd been question about uh, donations. And I'd said something about you know, the dirty money or laundering or whatever else. And it just... It, it, and, and they called me. And uh-huh. I thought it was someone joking. And they sent two of the men in black down and they sat here and they asked me all kinds of questions until they realized I didn't know what I was talking about. And <laughs> yeah. it was just you know, thrown out there. But I actually had the men in black here about three years ago for about half an hour. And it was quite unnerving. Do they stand or do they sit? You know, they all look the same. When people say that term, it really is true. I, yeah. I couldn't, if those guys walked back in now, I couldn't tell you who they were. They wear very similar clothing and, and their shirts and their ties. They have no sense of humor, and it's very intimidating because sure. I think anybody that knows understands that uh, the way that they catch everybody, same with the IRS, is uh, their standards are different to everything else. You only have to lie. You don't actually have to have done anything. It's a felony to lie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's unnerving because, For you know, sure. I don't necessarily set out to deceive in any conversation, but, you know, we might pad something out or whatever else. There's a big difference between me sitting here and telling you um, that uh, I should be the next congressman from FL16 and talking to the feds and saying something and, and it's just a slip of the tongue and before you know it, you're in the middle of it, right? Right. Um, I, I, it was an, that was one of the more interesting experiences of being involved in politics, to have them come down and question me. If you could, uh, but knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. if you were back on Capitol Hill on January 6th, mm-hmm. would you go in there? Would no. you have... No. But our our democracy is under threat here. Do you believe that uh, this election was stolen from Trump? I, I believe that there were irregularities, and that's not you know sp- splitting hairs. I, you know the margin of error or margin of votes is less than five hundred thousand between five states, and within that, within relatively small districts, the difference, as far as I can see, was the the, the turnout in certain districts were very very high from mail in ballots. Now the question then is, could you ever prove, or would you ever know? whether those had been harvested or farmed, which is illegal. You go around and picking up those ballots. Those ballots well, now, are, now it is. Well, you, they, they just they, made it They illegal. would have never been cast. 90% turnout, by way of example, in inner city Milwaukee, far exceeds anything that Obama got. doesn't make any sense that Joe would get more votes than Obama from African Americans in, in inner city Milwaukee. That being said, sewer generous circumstances. You know, I understand that everybody got something sent to them in the mail. Why wouldn't they fill it out? We'll find out this next time round. Um, we will find out. I, I, I don't know why it's very complicated in a world where, you know, you get a chip in your credit card or and you can you swipe your phone. It's not that difficult to prove who you are. You should be easy enough with software these days. One person, one vote should be easy, right? You know, you're done. You sent your vote. You did your vote. And that's yeah, over. Sure. I don't know why we get into squaring off little boxes and stuff like that. It should be a lot no, easier. No, no. I'm, I'm on... I'm on uh... well, would you advocate for a recount in the event that you were in a situation where there was a very close margin between you and another candidate? Political science tells you that recounts almost never change anything. I mean, unless you're in mm-hmm. 0.2 of 1%, it's not going to make any difference. True. I don't think I'm going to be within 0.2 uh-huh. of 1%. Catherine Harris isn't around to change the results That's a great this story. Time. You know, Roger Stone, who worked for me um, for a little while, um, was a part of that. They uh, so-called... Um, Brooks Brothers riot yeah. um, uh-huh. down there. He was the guy to organize that mm. and, 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 and managed to create enough of a scene to get them to stop the count, which gave her enough time to work with Jim Baker and, 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 and turn the thing over. And, you know, she lives just across the street. You know that. Um, uh, can you tell uh, our listeners her exact address and when she's home? <laughs> <laughs> she has a beautiful home. Let me tell you, yeah. she it's yeah. it's palatial. She's it's it's done in the style of uh, sort of French Renaissance, and she has a lot of stuff. Um, the, 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 so the, she's the, like the, a Europhile, very much so, very yeah. much so. And bear in mind, she's a wealthy 
uh, oh, Florida, incredibly wealthy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes from Riding uh, horses uh, and dressage. Uh, it's, 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 it's agricultural money. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, it, where she lives is... is isn't, so isn't like someone like her like part of the problem? They're like the globalists. They're well, the ones yeah, look, who but are... You could make the argument about Putnam too, you know, when he was running for governor. And these people, um, very hard, you know, to, to devote your life to politics. Logically, it doesn't pay any money, right? So, um, you know... Well... Well, <laughs> yeah. well, no, that's the point. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, it does. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those bags of money. I'll let you know if I win and where they come from. But in truth, we know there are a lot of millionaires in Congress, um, but we know there's an awful lot of billionaires paying for those people in Congress. Um, as far as how you climb that pole, you see this with Herschel Walker in Georgia, you know, get a guy that, you know, I think you can make a very strong case isn't necessarily ideally suited to... I want my political leader to have severe CTE. Exactly. That's what I want. Exactly. But why is he a candidate if it wasn't for the fact that celebrity... celebrity And and he'll play ball. Celebrity and ethnicity ticks both those boxes. He's going to win. And uh, the question, though, if you don't have the celebrity, if you're not in the right place at the right time, if you don't tick the boxes like Obama did back there in uh, Illinois as a senator that suddenly catapulted to president. What then are your other options? And and, and then it's contrived. You know, we have state house representatives down here, Fiona McFarland. Her mother is um, KT McFarland, who is the woman that's worked in various administrations on defense or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Very well known in DC, very powerful. Her daughter's a nice, nice enough young woman, but suddenly people are given her hundreds of thousands of dollars to get her elected. Why? Right. Because well, of who they know. And that's the thing with the, I mean, DeSantis, it was just revealed, uh, has something like, what, 42 billionaires backing his gubernatorial yeah. election? And they're all, like, majority from out of state? Yeah, well, that so, makes me as jealous as hell because, uh, let's be frank, I haven't got any millionaires backing me. Other than me. Who would you say no to if someone were to... Who would I say no well, to? Yeah, what, what millionaires George Soros. would you say no to? You would take that George Soros money. Well, you know what they say about money spends the same wherever it comes from. But uh, as far as... It doesn't elect the same, though. No, it doesn't. In (laughs) truth, I personally wouldn't take money from uh, big companies. I wouldn't take money from big banks. You know, Mm -hmm. my dad told me when I was a kid, you know, driving through the city of London and big buildings, and he said, look, banks, insurance companies, government, don't trust any of them. And he wasn't paranoid, and he was right. They're all scams. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I wouldn't take money from these big companies. I mean, I look and see the numbers that, uh, you know, the Chases want to give to politicians, the Smithkill, Klein, Beecham's want to give to people. Why? I mean, do they really like them? Do they support them? No, they just want things as they are. And, and you look at companies like Halliburton there and Dick Cheney and the billions of dollars that was wasted in Iraq. And, and that is a scam. And, um, Trillions. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Who wouldn't you take money from? I wouldn't take money. Um, for a start, I wouldn't take money from people who didn't have it. I mean, the idea of taking 50 bucks off someone that only has 500, I, I can't get You'd make head. a terrible prosperity gospel. Go to the 700 oh, no, club I route? No, yeah. I could, I'd be an awful evangelist because I couldn't take money from the people that can least afford to do it. I believe that people... But God's going to put the money back in their pockets. Yeah, well, you've right? been watching that Joel Osteen too much. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I don't... I, I think that, that you're selling false hope and false promise sometimes, I mean, not cool. in terms of religion, but in terms of economic success. I've always thought that, and back in the day of Tammy Faye and everything else, I've always thought that's really almost wicked. And uh, cool. as far as... I wouldn't take money, for example, from property developers because... You know, well, I you're look, definitely not getting elected. <laughs> well, certainly not locally. <laughs> fucking no, thinking, no, man. But, no, but look at you know, and I'm not an environmentalist, but the reason that the, our our bay here, estuary water, is like a toilet, is because we keep putting non-permeable surfaces and concreting over stuff, and then the runoff takes it down, and it's untreated sewage, and then you get all these kinds of problems. I'm not talking about red tide. I'm not talking about environment. I'm just talking about actual untreated raw sewage, and the fact that they have to dump it because when you build a house, say for example in Sarasota right now. Developers pay about forty grand, but they're selling those houses for a minimum of five hundred grand. That forty grand sounds like a lot of money, but it's not enough to build a road. Certainly not enough to build a a, a wastewater system. You know, we just had in the city of Sarasota seventeen square miles. That's all the city of Sarasota is. They just got kind of a guesstimate on what it would cost to replace all the pipes because the original pipes were put in seventy five, eighty, hundred years ago, right? $500 $500 million for a city that only has an average budget of $75 million. Eight years with a budget. It'd be like saying to someone who makes 50 grand a year, you're going to spend 400 grand 
on a pair of set of tires for your car. You could never do it. Um, infrastructure's fallen behind in this country. You look at the roads, you look at the airports. You know, I was at Orlando Airport the other day. It's a joke. It's like turning up in Addis Ababa or something. It's well, the they have world. that whole new section of it. Yeah, they do. You should go doing. out there. When you turn up there, it's amazing. They've yeah. they got, uh, they got uh, three terminals, and uh, you, know, you go to the first two terminals to park, and uh, there's no parking. Mm. If you turn up there within half an hour, 45 minutes of when you're supposed to turn up there, you ain't getting on the plane. Well, Orlando itself is an abomination and oh. shouldn't exist in the first place. Oh. So Tell me about it. Uh, that's a, another conversation. <laughs> I, I'm a little disappointed to hear that you're abandoning Trump, though. Like, I, no, 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 no. no. I don't DeSantis. need to abandon Trump. I was Trump before Trump was ever Trump. Well, I that's mean, the thing. They, they, you are, you, you know, you, people call you the Trump of Sarasota. Well, and, and, and that's exactly it. And, you know, that's an interesting thing. Um, obviously, people have different watchwords. There are people that are pathological about Trump in terms of uh, hatred for him. And there are people that are, you know, absolutely obsessed with him and love him um, in, a, in a, an unnatural way, too. Um, I like being me. I, I don't do it for its own sake. You know, people often say, well, why would you be like that? And I have to ask myself the question, well, why wouldn't I? You know, you're a long time dead. If you ask me what time it is, I'm not going to tell you the weather. And if I profoundly disagree with you, um, I'm going to tell you. Well, why, why can you tell our listeners why? Um, and Chris, because Chris is only recently familiar with you. Sure. Um, why people compare you to Trump? Well, obviously, you know, Trump started wearing red ties, and uh, I know I always wore those as sort of badge of honor. But no, the, the 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 real truth, as far as the Trump thing is concerned, is that I was prepared to go in and poke at the ridiculousness of the progressive woke culture. You know, when, when we start talking about, it started with participation trophies. You know, it started with, uh, there's no such thing as a loser. Um, and I get it, you know, I, I know what it was like. You know, I, I remember when I played soccer and played badly in one game and the coach came into me after the game and these days he would have put a hand on my shoulder and said, we better next time. He leaned into me, looked in my face, I could feel the spit on his face, on my face from him and he just said in a heavy scottish accent i hope you can live with yourself that was his way of telling me that i'd screwed up and that obviously the world has turned a lot of different times but i'm not sure it's really adapted to to a better outcome when we start talking now about um everybody should have free college everybody should have uh, uh, all of the things and, and the, the biggest lie arguably of all is that uh, we're entitled to it. We deserve it. I hear that phrase all the time from people, um, mostly under 40, but, you know, I, you, you deserve it. You deserve it. You know, but that's just like a... Why not just, free college, though? Why not? It's not like everyone's going to graduate, right? Because it, everyone's doesn't, gonna... it doesn't serve it. Exactly. They're not. Most of them are going to drop out in the first semester. Yeah. The so bottom line get is it. that uh, education is meant for edification. It's meant to help people to do things better. A degree, you know, cliche in art history isn't going to help anybody unless they're going to be an art history teacher. As far as... Um, Tony Scott went to school for art history. Well, I left school at 16, yeah. but I didn't stop learning. I, I, I learned something almost every day, mostly things not to do. But I learned things. I'd listen to people. I talk too much, but I do listen to people. I, I, I listen to young people even. I try to not adapt and evolve backwards and, 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 and try to become a sort of hipster doofus. I, but I am aware of the fact that there are already probably slightly more people under my age in this country than there are over my age. And I don't necessarily need to be pandering to, although the voter profile says I should, people my age and older, because young people don't vote, um, to the extent that older people do. But as far as learning, it, it's, it's an ongoing process. And I, I don't think that our current formal system, I look at what they learn, and I, I've met too many kids that have come to me for a job, and they've just graduated college. You know, they had 16 years of education, way more than I ever had, and they know almost nothing of any relevance. And they end up taking a job, even today, tight labor market, 40, 45 grand a year. And they rarely get past 100 grand a year. Now, when I came here 25 years ago, 100 grand a year made you comfortably off. Mm. 100 grand a year uh, in the current circumstance, if you have a family and a couple of kids, 
will keep you alive, but it won't make you well off. Yeah, you can't right. bribe a politician with that money. <laughs> no. But but at the same time, so those 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 issues you brought up are not distinctly Trumpian. No, those are just your run of the mill conservative concerns. Sure. So, so like, that's not what makes you. The Trump of Sarasota. No, well, I mean, let's be fair. They have a little bit of theater, too. That kind of all started the reputation when I would go down to the various bodies, whether it be the school board, the hospital board, the city commission, the county commission. You know, I've been up and down from Manatee all the way down to southern end of Sarasota County over the years. And, and I, I typically um, made a point. You know, they give you a certain amount of time to talk. And, uh, you know, you want to hit um, your your point, you know, you tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them what you told them, then you tell them again. And, and, and so I would typically take props with me. I've done everything from cases full of money. Uh, I've taken crystal balls. I've taken a big elephant. Um, I've Do taken... you remember the first time someone called you Trump? You know, the first time anybody called me uh, Trump was uh, after Trump got elected. I mean, uh, back in, uh, obviously, the, the end of 16, when he got elected, he took office in 17. And I was running... For city commission it was an off-cycle election in in the early part of 17 and uh, they did it because there were it's non-partisan election but there were eight candidates seven of whom were democrats and then there was me and uh, the good news for me was that in the first part of the election because they had to break it down to three i was always going to come in the top three because you know being democrats they couldn't add up but the truth was that although the city of sarasota is 14 percent advantage for democrats over republicans in the city um, I knew that I would get all the Republican votes. The flip of that and the irony of that strategy is when I got to the second round, um, everybody got two votes out of three. And so they were always going to go for the most progressive and the most center. Or they were going to go for the right and the most center, but they just weren't enough of, 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 of my people. So Trump got his ass tranched. Um, but it was, it was, a, it was the observer um, that called me the mini observer. Trump first. Um, Matt Walsh, and uh, and then it was um, the Herald Tribune jumped on it, um, and I reveled in it for a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm a small town, you know, businessman, but not Bagel Boss. Huh? No one ever said Bagel Boss. I don't think there's any that has any relevance. <laughs> no, 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 I, I know I mean, the, the mini Trump thing. I reveled in it for a while, and you know, um, but obviously it's a purgative term. For, for many people and it was well, it was meant to be a negative i i depends i, I, but, yeah. I played it for a while um i uh i think were you hoping to get his endorsement at some point yeah yeah i was i mean yeah uh, Vern, li- Vern li- got it a little naive on my part um the truth as far as uh endorsements are concerned is that uh, when you're the president of the united states you're looking at all the countries of the world all the states and you got you know 435 congressmen the number that need your endorsement, um, mostly they want to keep their win column up. If Trump had known what Buchanan tweeted out on January the 6th, knowing how sensitive Trump is to you know, the question of what happened in uh, in that election, he would have never endorsed him. He, uh, Buchanan tweeted out that night in very simple terms that Biden's the president and that everybody should move on. Now, that's perfectly reasonable opinion for Vern Buchanan to have, but I think if... Uh, President Trump had known that, um, he wouldn't have endorsed him. Um, Did you know, tweet Trump, Trump just endorsed Kevin McCarthy. Let's be frank. I mean, Kevin McCarthy's an arsehat. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is an establishment rhino arsehat, just like Mitch McConnell is. So you talk about, you know, how do these people get there? They get there because they're the last one standing and because they've climbed a greasy pole and they've played a game. And uh, when I see Kevin McCarthy sit there and compare him to Jim Jordan, it, it's nauseating because I don't believe that Kevin McCarthy believes anything that he says at all. He sits there and plies, tries to play the tough guy, and uh, he's straight up moderate, just like um, you know, other leaders of the Republican Party. And let's not forget that Republicans had the majority before um, with so-called heroes in the Senate like John McCain, who then cost this country trillions of dollars on the ACA by putting his thumb down. Um, you know, John McCain was a hero. Why? Because he got caught. John McCain um, may well be a nice God damn. guy. God damn. Uh, God damn. That's that's exactly. That's what Trump said. He's <laughs> like, Trump, I, yeah, I like yeah. I like my war heroes. Yeah, you're the pleasure. I think I Trump, like man. Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah. I back Tom Brady every time because he's a winner. You know, I, I'm not terribly interested in the guy that spends all his time in the uh, in, in the brig. I mean, I. I appreciate but doesn't, doesn't the that make, well, the Doesn't that make it seem like just Trump is just another cog in the system? If he 
if he's going to endorse someone like McCarthy and Buchanan, I think this then, is the, the contagion that you've got. That's why they call it the swamp. I, I think that's exactly it. It's, it's a terrible. So, so would you uh, be infected by that same? virus so. if you they, were they elected play nice. i would be about as popular as marjorie taylor green up there although i'm i, I think a little bit more broadly uh yeah, a little rain, bit more intelligent than, than, than she is but she's a celebrity I, 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 she's, a, she's a celebrity politician she's a celebrity politician i you know i would be um i'd be lying if i said i wouldn't be seduced by the obvious stuff i mean who wouldn't want to go to the white house christmas party right you are like the one percent yourself, right? I mean, you have you're you're sure. you're very well off in sure. life. What makes you connect with the common man? Well, because I think that uh, it, you know, say, take someone like Trump, in, in you know, literal silver spoon. I, I I grew up in a time when people had nothing and genuinely had nothing. Now we didn't know we had nothing because nobody had anything, right? Um, my father um, became somewhat successful, and his great goal in life was to own a fancy car. He bought a Rolls Royce when he was successful. And, you know, that was the pinnacle. It was a kind of crass sort of, you know, symbol of status. But growing up, you know, we didn't... When the ice cream van came down our street, your mum didn't say no because she was mean, although my mother was. But it was mostly because they didn't have enough money to buy you an ice cream every day. And um, the idea that... uh, You couldn't afford ice cream growing up? No. No, and I know it's hard for an American to conceive of that, but when we went to well, the, How much was ice cream? Enough that if you had three kids, you weren't getting it. Right, but you went, um, to, you went, to, you went to a boarding school, right? No, I went to, uh, I went to a, a voluntary-aided school, which was academically okay. set. So but the school I went to would have been expensive. Uh-huh. By the time I reached uh, what we would call high school, which starts, we don't have middle school, so earlier than you guys... Um, uh, we were already comfortably middle class. I'm simply saying that everybody that I knew, bear in mind, I played soccer and it's like boxing. There's no such thing as a, as a wealthy soccer kid. You know, they just don't come from upper middle class backgrounds. Um, I found and worked around people that had literally nothing. And, and, you know, my grandparents, both sets of grandparents, lived in municipal housing. You know, people talk about projects, and I know Rick Scott talks about his mother living like that. Um, and it does stand you in good stead. I genuinely have a fear of not having enough to pay the bills. I, I have a terrible fear of debt. Um, and yes, I've been blessed and fortunate to be able to claw myself out of looking over my shoulder. Um, but I do remember. He's an immigrant. He came here. Oh, yeah. He's, he yeah, came here yeah, to yeah. America yeah, for a better life looking at a Coke. Well, well that's know? not entirely true. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I already had some when I came. But the point is. He had a sponsor. He had a sponsor. The point, point is that, you know, there's degrees. And uh, there's one thing being able to afford a decent car and having a nice house. It's quite another thing. I've never been on a private jet. Um, you, uh, you I would love but to. you yeah. will be. Oh, well, if I win, I'm hoping that all of my sponsors will be flying <laughs> Richard everywhere Branson. Uh, on them. Yeah, I, think, right, yeah. I think the uh, Lolita Express is uh, for sale. You know, whatever works. I mean, uh, you know, c- corruption in, in all its forms, right? Fancy meals, um, uh, sports <laughs> events. So, so you know, it, it, after spending time with you, because this isn't the first time you and I have talked, I've, I've written an article about you that I think is uh, going to make a splash. I think you'll, you'll uh, be mad at me in some parts, but then you'll uh, no. love me for others. No. Um, but, uh, one thing that I think separates you and my experience from even Trump himself is that you do a sort of like political cardinal sin where you like admit that you were wrong about something. Yeah. You'll, you'll like, you'll actually like, uh, make culpa. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I found that to like, if I call you out on some bullshit, um, You've always been very good to just be like, yeah, that was that's that's bullshit that I did right yeah. there, well, and yeah. that that part's refreshing. And so there's a part of you that is like I I, I like, and I've been telling people surprise like when people find out that I've been like hanging out with you, yeah. they're like, oh my god, I can't believe, such an asshole, yeah, man. he's such an asshole. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he is, but sure. like he's like an entertaining, fun asshole, sure. my kind of asshole, I sure. guess. Um, so I, I always, I really love what I like about what you do is I don't like Vern Buchanan, right? I don't like any elected official really. Sure. And so we'll you're like a so thorn. You're friendship. Your father, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, an, he's an administrative official. Okay. He's not a politician. All right. All right. Um, uh, and so I like, I like, I've, I've always been attracted to anti-establishment figures. Now you and I have incredibly different politics. Sure. And so, but at sometimes it like it kind of horseshoes around, and you're saying the same things that I believe, mm-hmm. um, uh, but then we have like very different solutions on things. Uh, 
And so I've, I've been like, I, I like the anti-establishment thing. I, I guess why I understood why people liked Trump, you know, uh, watching him in the, uh, the primaries, just like make Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz eat shit. Yeah. was awesome. Oh, I it was epic. That was good it. TV, right? With the little hands and yeah. then yes, out, yes. out, you know, low energy Jeb and stuff. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. the thing about Jeb Bush is that that's exactly what's wrong with politics in this country is that you're born into a family and all of a sudden you're made a governor and you're a presidential candidate. Jeb Bush is one of the most boring people I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And yet he was on the stage with tens of millions of dollars of donations. Why? Because they knew they could control him. They had already had GW, they'd already had HW, and they were actually thinking that they could go, and because the other Bush just got his ass handed to him, and quite right. These dynasties, you know, whether it be the Clintons, whether it be the Bushes, uh, even to a limited extent, the Trumps, I don't believe in that. Um, I genuinely think that um, there are better people out there than the people that are in. Mm-hmm. And um, you talk about politics and opinions. What about just you know, libertarianism, not in its broadest sense of, of the policies, but in the sense of freedom. You know, you, you, you're born free, you should die but, free. But that, that, I don't know. Like those were, The word freedom means nothing to me. It's, a, it's an empty catchphrase that people just like to say because it, it kind of, it, it invokes some sort of nostalgia that never was, in my, in my opinion. Um, and I also think, like, personally, I think libertarianism is psychotic. I'm, I'm not. Sure. I, 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 like, as much as I don't like the government, sure. I, like, I like good government is what I want, which I know is, like, pretty rare. Well, it's an oxymoron. It's a contradiction in terms. A good government is, is, is you know, when they talk about kids, you know, should be seen and not heard. And <laughs> government shouldn't be cradle to grave, in my view. I, I, I think that they should be there, you know, it's a, obviously it's cliche terms, a hand up as opposed to a hand out. I absolutely think that we should spend as much as we possibly can to make sure everyone has the opportunity, which is education. I, I, I do think that we should be doing more pre-K stuff. I think we should have more daycare stuff. Um, but to, to bring, I wanted to rewind things here when you were talking about like how Jeb was boring. Which mm-hmm. he is. I mean, Very the the the, the, pl- the please clap thing. Uh, Vern's pretty boring too. I don't think he's a particularly Very boring, entertaining boring. guy. Yeah, the thing remarkable about Vern Buchanan is if you ever see him, is, is his face hasn't moved in about twenty years. He goes the same place I do for Botox, but yeah, I get it by the vial. I mean, I'm not. I don't know what they're putting in there, but his just face doesn't move, and he wears makeup. Really? And he wears makeup everywhere, and I don't think that's because you know he's he's a drag Cleanser, queen. Cleanser, serum, moisturizer. Um, it, it's it's because. Um, He's. I know there was a picture. I got an email today about Vern Buchanan. You know, what he sends out, right? And so he sends this email out, and he's talking about the gun bill that was in yeah, this last mm-hmm. week and how he stood up for gun rights. And, and it's so ridiculous on two levels because you know he knew that he couldn't vote that way, even mm-hmm. though he'd voted before on HR8 with just seven Republicans, because he knew he was in a primary and he knew that I would throw him under the bus with it, quite rightly. But the point is, the other thing about ridiculous. Look at the picture that he sends out on it. This picture looks like Vern Buchanan's grandson. And it's Vern Buchanan. Mm-hmm. The picture has to be 35 years old. You see this with realtors, right? You get a card. He's catfishing. And, and, and yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's catfishing. He's exactly yeah, like, I think, uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but the question would have to be, is he that stupid or does he think we are? And then, then when you come back to, is he boring? Yes, he's very boring. The best way I could ever have to win would be for Vern Buchanan to sit next to me and to just have a chat with me. No one on earth would vote for Vern Buchanan over me if they saw us both together, which is why you'll never see us both together. Mm-hmm. We would love to get you both on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the next episode. Him and me, me sitting there talking yeah, about yeah. his Botox and his makeup. <laughs> um, his mind. But so get a he, new doctor, Vern. He, he, I, I was having this, I had this thought recently because um, you evoke a lot of hatred yes. people really dislike you <laughs> and um i, I, I thought it, to me it was always kind of funny because like i get it like i'm a white i'm a big white guy mm-hmm. so you know your sense of humor like it's not gonna affect me no. you know I, I i don't care whatever um and so i was like why why do people hate martin hyde like what is it about you and it is like the brashness, right? There, there. You, you, you are, in in that way, Trumpian, where you just you, you, sure. you're not afraid to to piss people off, say, uh, you know, impolite things. Sure. I heard, yeah, you told me about the anti-abortion thing that sure. you did at the school board thing, and so 
I was thinking, I was like, yeah, okay, I get why people dislike you. I sure. mean, you you are this avatar sure. for um, like th- uh, this kind of morality play that people have. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I was like, yeah, I get it, and I I get why like that gets attention and stuff like that. But then I wonder, like, well, why don't people have the same kind of animosity towards Vern Buchanan? He actually affects people's lives sure. on a day to day basis. He does active harm. You don't do any direct harm. Other than to myself, arguably. Uh, and, and so, but, but I was thinking, I was like, is it a good thing then? Is it a good thing to play this character to the right of Vern Buchanan? I, I had this image in my mind of you, like, you're an effigy and you're lighting yourself on fire. And, and so, like, are you almost like, are you doing Vern Buchanan a favor by I, making him look I, I, I think, good? You know, it's, it's a classic thing, a Monday morning quarterback, right? Um, I think you could definitely make that argument. I think I could play a part much better than being myself. I think if I had planned it from the outset as to winning, I could have gone down there. I could have dialed back 80% of what I said. I could have gone there and nodded and, uh, and, and clapped hands and stuff like that and gradually climbed the greasy pole. I could have got elected in a red district to something and then gradually worked my way up and hidden my light under a bushel, which is exactly what Vern Buchanan and most of these people have done. Um, I'm not sure I've got the patience for it. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't like being hated. I mean, this argument, you know, I laugh about some of the stuff because it's ridiculous. You know, this traffic stop stuff, the uh, the tennis club stuff, you know, it's so ridiculous. And, and then I have admitted that on many occasions. You know, if you followed me around with a camera, you'd find me have done that sort of stuff 20, 30, 40, 50 times. And this is, you know, when people get caught drunk driving, they always say it's the first time they did it, but it ain't. And <laughs> uh, when... Uh, when people catch me in uh, in a stupid comment or uh, in a bad moment of being rude or being aggressive, losing my uh, temper, um, that's not happenstance. That's because it happens all the time. Because um, I, you know, gradually over the years uh, improved somewhat, but I, I still have a short fuse. Um, and there are certain things that will will trigger me. It, globalism. Exactly, you know, globalism, Greta Thunberg, you know, whatever else. I mean, no, the, 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 no, but there's other stuff. Yeah. It, it, it's, little girl in a sailboat. Yeah. Well, yeah, that little, yeah, that, all that sort of stuff. You know, people. Girl, you know, there are a lot of things. I don't like extraneous noises. You know, people make noises. I don't like it. I, I, I got a very strong olfactory sense. If I can smell something, and I, I know someone's eaten garlic in the last two days, I, I'll walk away. What would I, you I do to the guy it. in the office who microwaves tuna? Oh, absolutely never. I, My dad, you know, that's a funny thing. I've been holding in farts this entire fish time, chip, by the yeah, way. Fish and chips, exactly. Fish and chips you know, with salt and vinegar, right? Oh. Um, we banned that because it stays in the air forever, you know. We, you know and I like fish and chips. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Now you're talking about a question of would I like it if everybody liked me? Sure. I would like it if I was a bit better looking, a little bit slimmer. Um, you're better that, looking that than Vern Buchanan. That wasn't my question. <laughs> that wasn't my question. Okay, what's your question? My, my question was, is like, do you think that this character that is like part, partly real, you're not faking it. No, like, I'm not faking it. You are this person. You're self-immolating yourself. Yes. yes it, are you doing Vern a favor? I think definitely you could make that argument. I think that I'm the perfect guy to run against because you say, well, do you really want this arsehole, this guy that right. does all of these things and... Uh, I would say um, no, I, I, that's a that's a reasonable argument. But I think on the other hand, um, what's that say? Unfiltered. Um, hey, I, you I don't know. have a publicist, right? Huh? You've never had a publicist or anything? No, like that? I, I couldn't work with anyone. You know, that's the whole thing about you know taking direction. You know, that that that's I'm way past that point. That's why you're the Kanye politics. Because bro. because that's why I've never had a, a you know a, I've never been employed really, and, and, and that's why I have to be an employer because clearly I'm unemployable. Um, I have, you know, energy. I have enthusiasm. I, to the original point, I don't set out to be an asshole. I don't set out to be mean. I genuinely try to, and I people reach out to me all the time. It's an interesting thing, you know. People talk about me and all that sort of stuff. When it suits them, they reach out to me. If they've got an issue, if they've got something, and they're scared to stand up and say it, they'll turn up and they'll say. I get literally almost every day messages on social media what about this what about that they send me documents i've had them from everywhere the school board municipalities these different injustices and things like because people know that i will say something about it if if i look into it and and because some of it's true some of it's not but 
I don't like injustice. I, and my dad always said that fair was a four-letter word, not to use it in his house. And, and, and I get it because he was trying to stop me being a wuss. But on the other hand, that phrase that we've always used since we were kids, it's not fair. It's like, are we there yet, right? You know, it's not fair. Fair is a horrible um, thing when it's not there, when, when people don't get a fair crack, when, when people are uh, you know, stepped on. And when I look at Buchanan, and, and nothing personal, I, you know, he's not my favourite, but will you look at the privilege there? You look at a guy, how he got his original seed money when he ran away from Michigan, you know, took a $15 million loan secured against shares in a company that went bust a year later, never paid the loan back, bought a car dealership, knew nothing about cars, and then crushed everybody that he's ever come into contact with with lawsuits, one of the most litigious people. Top 10, most congrats, uh, corrupt congressman year after Everything year. we've said about Vern is alleged, so he can't sue us. That's right. Well, <laughs> Except the Botox. Well, yeah. I'm saying it because it's true. I mean, the, 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 the fact is it's alleged in the sense that behind every great fortune is a great crime. There's no criminality right. here. But there's a history of bullying and coercing right. and using money yeah, to push it, people down. It, it's so, what's funny is like, I, I hear, like if I, sub, if I substituted some words... You could plug this in, and it would sound like the progressive woke stuff, right? Yeah, it would about making shit. It's the opposite fair. side of the same coin, right? Right. Yeah. So you know, it's sometimes I wonder, like, uh, how much of a Republican are you actually? Because you've said some shit that well, I'm like, and, you know, and, and, and it's interesting. You know, I, social justice and, and justice generally is is typically the province of uh, progressives. You know, progressives. You know, jumped that thing in the uh, in the twenties and coined that phrase "progressive" like it's going forward, and it's a nice positive phrase. I don't think it necessarily is unique to one side or the other, and you know, my opinions can't be taken straight out of a single playbook. That would mean that we wouldn't need any new people. We would just simply read the book. It'd be like reading the Bible. Um, so. I, I hear what you're saying. Maybe I'll come back as a liberal next time. Right? In the next, yeah. the next life, you're reincarnated well, no, no, maybe I'll as some like blue-haired NB. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it'd be fun. I, I, I think it's a much, it's a very so, provocative and easy sell. Telling people you can have everything and you know, no consequences. But so I, I, I sell it all day long. Well, so because sometimes, how much of it? How much of the stuff? that you do do you believe do you, do you find yourself getting caught up in the culture war itself like the anti-abortion thing are you against abortion i've gone both ways on that you know i, I you know I, I get the concept you know your body your choice obviously you know you know as a libertarian say, of sorts right i get i get the concept of it but i also in the 21st century you know have some concerns about using abortion as a as a form of latter day birth control. I, I I have some concerns about taking uh, and and just saying that that we have we don't have the I don't have the right to kill anybody else. I'm good job because I would, but I mean we <laughs> we don't have the right. Um, the question of then you, where do you draw the line? Is it 15 weeks? Is it 24 weeks? Um, it's as if you're asking me today, that question on my mind has evolved. I don't think there's any excuse, very few excuses these days, for getting pregnant if you don't want to. I think at the moment of conception, I think it's out of your hands. And as far as I'm concerned, you've got to see the thing through. There are millions of childless parents um, out there or people that want to, uh, to be a parent. And there's plenty of opportunity. And, and that's hard. And like, a, a, this is a red tape issue in America with a adoption. You know, it, it, that's why everyone adopts from out of the country. Oh, no, we should make it easier for sure. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, I agree with that. There. What do you think about uh, trans bathrooms? Uh, well, you know, as a guy, I'm not sure. I'm terribly worried about uh, women coming in the bathroom and taking a peek. Um, I get the flip as of a woman i think there is a degree of threat I, I you know and unisex bathrooms are not new you know that's a european thing right. i mean this idea that uh, it's been hijacked on the basis of i don't even know what in a bathroom how would i what would most people have a stall i'm not actually going to get to see any of the goods i don't get it i think it's a faux i think i think it's a fake story i i mean oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I i don't see it as an issue the bathroom issue um i do see the Leah Thomas thing an issue. I think that's wrong. I, I think it's wrong that Leah you know, Thomas, the, uh, the NCAA swimmer. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. it's wrong. I, I, you know, we know the testosterone. I don't care what you do in hormone therapy and that. 
yeah. Leah Thomas has a distinct advantage. And you, you hear... Um, so you think trans Caitlin Jenner, you know, she talks about that and she says, I can still hit a golf ball 300 yards and she's 70 years old. She says, you know, she was obviously an Olympic decathlete. <laughs> and a, a goal win. She, she, she knows yeah. that there's no harm in you expressing yourself and identifying as whatever the hell you want to express it. But don't then come and try to play yeah. tennis. With no, I, no I, I, think, I, I think that uh, leftists get so caught up in that stuff that they they make a, a huge misstep. Oh, they're killing themselves. Yeah, for they're sure. Themselves but it's, it's stupid a, on its it, face. It is it is stupid, but so much of it is uh, like a, a a media concoction because like trans people make up a sliver of a fraction of a percent of this country, and so it's just really not a prevalent problem statistically speaking yeah, 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 it's right. it's insignificant no but it's a good way to focus and divide people right no 100 percent. it's a good way to say well you know if you're on our side then uh, you know you're, you're for all things and right. if you're on you know the other side you're against this and you're against that and uh, i don't think for the most part it makes much difference to most americans whether you identify as anything I mean, what difference does it make to me what you do in your bedroom, what it does, what you wear? It doesn't matter to me in any sense of the word whatsoever. I no, mean, you're right. Uh, a lot of politicians I, identify as honest. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And you won't find many of those because ultimately, I think, you know, not just because of me, but in general terms, uh, telling the truth will get you a small percentage of the vote. It won't make you win. So um, we're going to end our interview uh, with a little game. Okay. We're gonna do sort of like a, a, a Rorschach like word association test with you. Okay, so, well we're gonna try. I mean, I don't know if you've carefully prepared this, but uh, be prepared for something off the wall. Go okay. on. Okay, I'm ready. So we'll take turns. I'll let you go first. So you say something, and then just say the first thing that comes to mind within reason. Yeah. Uh, grapes. Wine. Harry Styles. What? You gotta pick. You can't <laughs> pick. Like, we've already established that he doesn't know pop culture. Right, you're not on. gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna make I'm it on 50, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Half the vote is Jimmy I, I, Fallon. I'm 56. I have no idea what you just. He's said. English. He's an Englishman. Uh, well, I'm sure he is. But I, I all have right. no so there's idea. millions of those. <laughs> Try okay. again. So this was your million. game all right, idea. All right. Be better. All right. Uh, sunshine. Sunburn. Bathroom. Number two. <laughs> AI. Oh, it's changed, right? I mean, uh, iPhone. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Asset. AOC. Horseface. <laughs> AR-15. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Clintons. Criminals. Trump. Silverspoon. Sarasota. Potentially paradise. Burn Buchanan. Awesome. DeSantis. Lucky. Uh, COVID. Scam. Fox News. Yeah. People's opiate. Gay sex. Not for me. <laughs> uh, Tarantino. As in Quentin Tarantino? Sure. Um, it kind of scares me, but yeah. <laughs> All right, I think there's enough of this game, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Martin, thank you so, thank much, you so much for your time. Appreciate it. And uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for you against Vern Buchanan. Well, there you go. You and my mother, that'll, that'll, yeah. that'll, that'll take me uh, into the, uh, the point. I just have 1%. to register to vote for a party. I, and and that's exactly right. People have to vote. And, and only 30% of people vote. Yeah, there's a funny I thing, right? But you come back and be a, be a right-wing nut. You know he's listening. You know he's listening. And his idiot campaign manager, Max Goodman, he can kiss my ass too. Yeah, usually it's – it's. I, I worry that we're not going to get someone to open up, but he was like one of those wind-up toys that you just you know, give him a little push and he goes. Yeah, he, he really wanted our vote. You could, you could definitely tell. But I don't actually think he did because at no point – in the podcast was he like asking talking about the voter he was just talking about his message and his platform so is he really interested in getting voters or just getting eyeballs that's a really good question and i think that's one thing that i still i think that if i think that he he would like to win but i think that this is a 
a great attention getter. I mean, running for office, what's another way that you can get people to pay attention to you? Right. I mean, I think that's a it, it's it's great for for that kind of if you're a performer. And I think he's a great performer. I think that Martin Hyde would make a really good stand up comic. I don't know about stand up comic, but, you know, we don't have Piers Morgan in this country anymore. I'm pretty sure he could fill that vacuum. Um, yeah, I think I think Hyde uh, could have a successful media career. So, yeah, I, I agree with you that he didn't really seem to be interested in what we wanted out of a candidate. Right. You know, he, he has his product, um, you know, all wrapped up. But I guess it's still I still want to know, Chris, would you vote for Martin Hyde? You know, I don't even know who I'm going to vote for. Um, you know, I, I, I really don't know. I don't know much about much more about uh, Martin than what we learned in this podcast today. There's so much more to learn about him. There's also uh, more to learn about the other guy. And, you know, I might run. So we'll see. That's uh, too late. Uh, you know, maybe I can... missed the deadline, Chris. Oh, shit. I can't. All right. Never mind. Vote for me next time. Um, I would vote for you over Martin Hyde and Vern Buchanan <laughs> for sure. Um, you would vote for me? I would vote for you if you don't die of whatever like whooping cough you have right now. I have monkey pox. But you have monkey pox? Yes. <laughs> I, we gave what, it what's, monkey, what, what's monkey pox like? It's, uh, it's hard, man. It's, it's definitely hard. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're gonna give uh, a lot of listeners PTSD with your cough. People are gonna like just not want to hear it. No, um, but I would vote for Martin Hyde over Vern Buchanan. I think that um, it would make it would make. I just don't think it would make a difference, really. You know, I I think that Martin Hyde would. Uh, he'd be more entertaining than Vern. Vern doesn't really make any appearances. Maybe Vern could change our, my mind if he came on the show. So we'll send him a, a link to this and, and see if we can get him. Because we have a very influential show here. So The most influential. Yeah. I, that's the other thing. is like If Martin wins, that would make us look really good. So I think, I think that out of obligation to the success of this show, Chris, you have to vote for Martin Hyde. We'll see. <laughs> All right, we'll see. All right, well, uh, it was a fun show, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you in the next one. <laughs>